All right, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Bullpen Blues. As always, I'm your co-host, Kevin Dixon, joined by our good buddy, David Esser. David, how are we doing? Kevin, that intro was way too, <laughs> intro was way too energetic. Hey, uh, man, that uh, adrenaline's still going from that ninth. Yeah, that's a, that's a heartbreaker. We're recording this literally moments after the, the ending here bottom of the ninth you know Reese Hoskins it looks like he hits home run he doesn't Harper comes up he strikes out you know moments and like best way I can put it man is I'm kind of I'm kind of numb to this one it's just it's just a bad loss it just hurts yeah that sucks man and for the people calling uh that a bad call I mean did hit the top of the wall yeah it is what it is that sucks yeah um yeah, no, it's hard to, like, even shake just the thought of that because it looked like they were going to at least send it in extra innings, and it looked like they were, you know, going to battle this out. Um, they didn't. I think with that said, Kevin, it's hard not to look back at this weekend and feel like it's just another another couple of, you know, two games lost that they probably shouldn't have lost in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, that's uh... – yeah, they really squandered the opportunity to win a big weekend series against the Mets. Especially after the way uh, they won Friday night. Yeah. Uh, it, they, they shouldn't really have won Friday. They only scored two runs on the wild fish, which was crazy. You know, that's baseball for you. But, yeah, yeah, that's uh, continuing to not really understand what Joe Girardi's thinking from time to time. I can't believe he went to David Hale situation. But at the same time, though, like, he already used Alvarado. He used Kinsler. Like, who do you go to? Coonrod, I guess, you know, Coonrod, if he was available. Yeah, and I, I think that's a good talking point because, like, honestly, there's just, like, it's tough because there's not – I don't think there's one thing we can laser in on this weekend and be like, that's what went wrong. Obviously, you know, they were missing Bryce and uh, JT and even Didi at a point. So they, they were missing some of their star players. But, obviously, tonight it was a fully healthy team. They, they got a good outing from their starting pitcher. So it's hard for me – to point a figure out one thing, but Joe Girardi, I think that's a good starting point as we kind of break down the, the, the pretty bad weekend that this team had. He's not been good. Um, I definitely did not intend to jump on and defend him. I do think it's worth pointing out. Some of these things are just bad baseball plays being made by players. I mean, the Reese Hoskins mistake uh, first, he misses the ball hit to him and then he's lazy picking it up, not throwing it in. Like that, that's not on Joe Girardi. That's on Reese being lazy out there. Um, you know, pitchers missing their spots. I mean, Jose Alvarado being wild tonight, that's just on Jose Alvarado. He's got to be better. But with that said, some of Joe's moves the last couple of days and really all season, Kevin, like I, I'm struggling to even figure out where his, his brain is with, with specifically with the bullpen. I'm struggling to see where his like train of thoughts coming from. Yeah, I guess with the hail move there, I don't really understand that either, but like you said, like, Alvarado was already in there, and, like, he's supposed to be their high-leverage guy. I mean, he was terrible tonight. Um, I don't think he's terrible in general. He just did not have his stuff tonight. You know, he didn't have it. That's tough, man. Hail through one pitch, and the game was blown open. That was just uh, just not great. And Zach Eflin didn't have his best stuff, and he battled two runs over six. He gave him ten hits. He didn't walk anyone, but I, he kept them right in it. That was a winnable game. That's another winnable game that slipped through their fingers. So I do want to say with the Brewers coming to town, um, then they got Atlanta next weekend, but then they play Washington, Toronto, Miami, Boston. Finally, 
we're we appear to be done with the Mets and uh, the Mets for a while. I would assume I could title it next time they play them. Same with the Braves after they play them this weekend. Finally, can you know maybe we can get some wins against the Marlins or the Nationals? Who the Nationals are actually surging right now, but just to like see different competition. I mean, it just feels like we've seen them play the Mets a thousand times already. Yeah, and I, I think what's really frustrating is there was specifically after the first win where they won a you know a, it was Vince Velasquez on the mound, right? Yeah, I don't know. Friday was uh oh, it was Anderson. that was a Chase Anderson. It was Anderson? Yeah, yeah. yeah my, my fault. The, the, you know, winning a game like that where it kind of looked like the entire team put one together, everybody seemed locked in. You got a good outing from Chase, which we've been well, yeah, well. we've been begging for that type of. Uh, outing you know super cold windy there's sparks flying like that was the type of game that i was like all right like there's some light this is this is a turning point for a baseball team that above all else i think they just need energy and then they come out and they lose a zach wheeler start they come out they lose a zach eflin start and it's like where did that energy go where did that excitement go and now i kind of feel like we're back at square one where we're like all right we need to stack up a couple wins we need to get some momentum X needs to happen, Y needs to happen. And I, I feel like that's just been the story almost the entire season where it's like, when is this team going to flip the switch and start playing collectively good baseball as a team? Yeah, the one thing I'll disagree with is I don't think there was a lack of energy. I mean, it, it lost two one-run games, which, you know, it sucks. They, I guess tonight, like technically for a little bit there, they weren't really in it, but like they fought back tonight. I don't think it's necessarily a lack of energy this weekend. It was just just boneheaded decisions. Uh, like going to Naris against Michael Conforto to, in the ninth uh, yesterday. Conforto hits Naris pretty well. It was a non-save situation. It's just like things like that, you know. Like, that wasn't really an ideal matchup, and that's what we went to. And Conforto put one in the seats to win that ball game. And tonight, um, David Hale gaps one, blows it open. Phillies do fight back, but it's they just fell short. You know, they, they ran out of outs. Um, it really, that six-run inning killed them. Tonight. So I don't necessarily think it's a lack of energy. I, I just think it was um, fundamentally flawed baseball over the weekend. Yeah, no, I agree. And again, it, it, I think that's one of those tough things where it's, you know, is that on the manager? Is that on the players? I guess where my kind of – because, look, people are, are bashing Joe Girardi right now. And I killing – oh Killing him. And for the most part, I think specifically after this weekend, that's justified. Look, David Hale, you got to stop going to him. He's a long man. He's an eat-up innings. He's a mop-up guy. Like He is not someone you turn to in a leverage situation. I don't really care what your bullpen's looking like. I don't care who's tired or who's not. He, he can't be pitching in situations like that anymore. It cannot happen. Um, the funny thing is, is it wasn't his earned runs. So, like, his yeah, it's all, it's all his ERA, you know, his ERA didn't do anything. No. Um, anything it went down. I guess – my pause with Joe, and we talked about this last episode, he hasn't managed a full season yet with this team, but we saw almost identical issues under Gabe Kaplan, or the team would look lifeless, or they would make silly mistakes, or the bullpen would mess up, or the bullpen usage would be, you know, come under fire on a routine basis, or Reese Hoskins would go into an ice cold stretch, or that player would go into an ice cold stretch. Gabe Kapler can clearly manage a baseball team. He's doing it right now. So my, my pause with, with the manager – you know, with pointing the fingers at the manager is, is it, is it the manager's fault? Was Gabe Kaplan horrible? Is Joe Girardi horrible? Is everybody horrible? And the players are great. Or do you have to start looking at the players a little bit and be like, all right, like why aren't the players living up to the caliber that we think they are? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very valid point. Um, 
I mean, look at Kapler. They're tied for the best record in the baseball, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. You know, if not if not baseball, then the National League. You know, there, he's making good decisions out in San Francisco. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, like we talked about it last episode. Like the supporting cast really isn't doing much. Uh, I mean, Real Muto and Harper have pretty much been carrying this team. Uh, Reese has contributed here and there. He's had some moments. I mean, they're really missing uh, just a guy who can just hit like consistently. Like outside of Real Muto and Harper, it's just been a lot of inconsistent, inconsistent at bats from guys. Yeah, it's a ball club, ball club that's extremely top heavy. Um, I mean, even with the pitching staff, you know, Gene Segura back, man. Yeah. I know Maton's been good, but like they could still use Segura's back. They uh they need Gene back. They need Archie Bradley back in a big way. Um, they're really missing him, but it's still a top heavy team where you're looking at some of the role players. Not a single center fielder on this roster is giving them anything. They have no real outfield depth because, like, Andrew McCutcheon's a guy you, you really probably want to start giving days off on a more regular basis, but they can't because Matt Joyce is just as bad. Now they've been double switching them. Do you notice that? I have not. They did, he did, did it again tonight. They did it earlier this weekend, too. Yeah. Um, he um, came out late in the game. Which I, which is fine, right, because he's, he's a huge liability defensively. Um, but even, you know, you look at the back of the bullpen. Brandon Kinsler has not been good for this team. Nope. Uh, Jojo Romero has not been very good for this team. David Hale, obviously, we already talked about him. The starting rotation, it looks like Matt Moore has already lost his job. You know, that's $3 million down the drain. Vince Velasquez, it's not – these aren't – the bottom half of the roster, even the bottom two-thirds of the roster, they're giving this team nothing. And, again, is that on Joe Girardi for not eliciting better player out of these guys, like Gabe Kapler's doing in San Francisco. He's doing a great job with the role players. Or is it on the roster construction? I'm honestly not sure. It might be a combination of both. But whatever the reason is, that's what's really holding this team back at the moment. Absolutely. And uh, I'm going to drive you nuts. But, there's, you know, I'm, they, if, as long as they're, like, within a couple games, you're going to continue to hear me preach that they're right in it. Because um, they're still only one game out. It's been not a very good brand of baseball so far for the Phillies. But luckily, nobody else in the National League East has really pulled away. So they – have time to get these fixed. The thing is, though, they have to get these things fixed if they realistically have any dreams of making the postseason. Um, they are still right there, though. You know, they just gotta get it, gotta get it going here. I still feel really good about their top three in the rotation. Wheeler, Nolan, and Eflin have just consistently been giving them good outings. You know, it's gonna be up to the other guys on the team to get going here. Uh, you got a Velasquez start tomorrow. Um, Milwaukee's really depleted with COVID uh, and just like a various injuries. Bullpen Blues will be in the ballpark tomorrow night. Uh, it's it's time to flip the script. It's a new week tomorrow. Let's go out and win a ball game, and you know, like you said, try to build some of these consistently and get some momentum. So we're not just flip flopping back and forth. Love to see them win a couple games in a row this week too. Yeah, they have a they have a four game stretch with with Milwaukee, and like you mentioned, Milwaukee's beat up at the moment. Yep. They're missing. Like almost their entire starting lineup and a majority of their pitching staff due to various ailments. So I don't expect them to sweep, but taking three or four would be really, really nice. Especially we have yeah. the Braves next weekend. That's a series that has a lot of importance. They really been sputtering, man. Yeah. Um, they have really, I mean, you think the Phillies are sputtering. Atlanta's really been spinning their tires. Definitely. And, you know, if there was ever a time to get in some good form, yeah. to get ready for a sputtering Atlanta. It would be against the Brewers. It would be right now. Obviously, I'm not thrilled with the way this baseball team looked against the Mets this past nope. weekend. Um, but at some point, 
I feel like they have to start figuring it out eventually. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it comes down to this. Like we said, like, nobody in the NL East has been able to pull away or get any type of track. So that Washington's won four in a row now. Now they find themselves perched up top with the Mets. Uh, we've been very hard on that team. They've, they've seemed to have been able to get some momentum going here. Even without Juan Soto, I believe he's still out. Um, but at the end of the day, they're still right there. Like one of these teams is going to eventually put it together and pull away. Hopefully it's the Phillies, man. Uh, it's, in order to do that, they're going to have to fix some of their issues for, for sure. Like no question. Absolutely. Um, I, I want to kind of switch gears here for a moment because I think there's only so much we can talk about when looking back on the Mets series. Like, yeah. They didn't play great baseball. They lost two or three. All right, yep. Done and dusted. Um, I want to kind of look a little bigger picture here. I tweeted, and this was right after they gave up six runs in the eighth inning. It looked like they were going to get blown out. They, you know, obviously they came back a little bit. They still lost the game. I tweeted out, kind of feels like Dave Dombrowski is going to, in parentheses, and needs to completely reshape the entire Phillies roster during the offseason. This is year three of wasting away Bryce Harper and JT Romuto in their primes. Kevin, I've talked to you about this before. I do feel like even if the Phillies make the playoffs, even if they give you a few scrappy games in the wild card, I do really feel like Dave Dombrowski is going to be making some major changes to the organization in the offseason. Absolutely. I mean, they're going to have some money open up this, this offseason. And there's a lot of big names out there. I think the Phillies are going to be linked to every single one of them until they start the fall. I would be shocked if they didn't add another elite level talent in the offseason. No question. And hopefully, you know, continue to implement these uh, velocity, high-powered bullpen arms. You know, maybe you can get some more to work. Rod certainly has been pretty good so far. Um, and just continue to just try to put the pieces in place to – I mean, I saw you tweeted out about Bryce Harper as well. Like, this is year three. You know, we're getting really into his prime here. You don't want to waste these years. So, I think the Phillies would be incredibly aggressive. I think they're going to be aggressive at the deadline. They're going to be linked to a lot of players, you would think. If they're right in it. Nebraska's going to look to make a move to, to, to get them there. And that's the thing that makes me feel good. And we've talked about that on this episode or on this podcast before. They got a guy in place who he wants to win at the end of the day. So like they're going to do what they need to do to win ball games. So he's not an idiot. He can see the issues on this team. I mean, Christ, man, they're on their fourth center fielder. Like it's the calendar just flipped in May. You know, like it's, it's a glaring issue. They had a, on the broadcast, they had the Phillies bullpen since like April 9th is like 27th in ERA in baseball. That ballooned again tonight. Um, it, it's, it's obvious what the issues are. You've got to plug them up if you can, or as many as you can. You're probably not going to be able to plug them all this year. Yeah, and uh, I, I agree with the trade deadline. I expect them to be aggressive. I guess what I was thinking as well, outside of just signing free agents, is I think we could see – some pretty big trades in the off season, um, you know, in a vacuum, the Phillies have a lot of good players talk about a Reese Hoskins, uh, you know, you talk about someone like a Gene Segura, Didi Gregorius, like whomever. Um, I wouldn't rule out Dombrowski because like he's made some big signings, but his calling card is making big trades. Um, he likes flipping prospects. He's like, he likes flipping players already on the roster. He likes trading for highly paid players that other organizations might not have the money for. So, yes, I think he's going to sign a lot of free agents, but I wouldn't rule out some rather big-time trades in the offseason, especially if the names become available um, yeah. due to contract situations. And I, I wouldn't be opposed to it because I, I do think this team needs a shake-up. It's kind of been the same core now for running on year three slash four, 
And at least through, you know, the first four weeks of the season, it, it still doesn't appear to be a core that's able to put it all together and consistently be a competitive baseball team. Yeah, because if they were, we probably would have seen it by now, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's like you said, there, there's not much more to say on it just based on like, it's obvious what their flaws are. I mean, if they, if they want to win the division, if they want to get to the postseason, got to fix as many as they can. Um, they've really, it's really killed them that the teams that were projected to be better than them have gotten off to a slow start. And so have the Phillies, like this would have been a great time to, to get a little bit of a lead in the division. You know, it, it would have been perfect time to do it. Fortunately, they didn't. Um, fortune, fortunately, they're only one game out. So one of these weeks, it's not going to take just me being like, well, they got time. You know, they're going to have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And look, they still have a lot of time. There's, you know, well over 100 games to be played. But we're now, you know, we're we're a month into the season and uh, they're, they're, they're under 500. So it's definitely not been a great start. You know, they've shown me flashes of being a good baseball team. But again, the biggest issue has just been consistency. I don't think they've won back-to-back games since that opening week against the, uh, the Braves and Mets. Yeah, they, they certainly haven't. Um, but yeah, um, the best thing, they're, the most consistent thing they do is continue to be inconsistent. I think that's the, yeah. best, way to, I think that's the best way to put it. That is, a, that is a good way to put it. Um, all right, so look, bad weekend, bad week of baseball, I think, for the most part. Looking ahead now, we're talking about the Brewers. Kevin, you you mentioned it briefly. Both of us are actually going to be in the ballpark tomorrow night. I am oh. making the drive up to Philadelphia. I'm skipping class. I'm doing all that. Um, maybe skipping work. You know, we don't got to talk about that. But, um, yeah, so we're going to be up there. Vince Velasquez on the mound against a weak Brewers team. Um, you, you feeling good about this game? I feel good about every game, man. You know me. Mr. <laughs> Optimism, I'm sitting here telling you they can still win this division because I truly believe that because I believe they can win every single game they step on the field. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's go get one tomorrow night, man. I mean, we're going to be in the building, so they, they better play well. Yeah. I, I haven't been back up. Two and oh this year. When, when okay. you're there, they're two and oh? Two and oh. Okay. The last yeah. game I was at, they lost, but Nola pitched exceptionally well. So hopefully some of that magic uh, rubs up on uh, Vince Velasquez tomorrow night. You, you did mention Friday. Was I was at the game Friday. That might have been the coldest sporting event I've ever been to. Toughed it out, made it to the end of the game, but that was just absolutely brutal, dude. It was awful. <laughs> it was it was windy down here. It was so um, bad, man. It was so bad. Yeah, the conditions definitely looked <laughs> less than ideal. Yeah, it was. I, I can't emphasize it enough. And people who are listening, if you were in the ballpark, I know you know how bad it was. It was bad. <laughs> Simple as that. I think I think we're expected to get uh, better weather tomorrow night. So nice, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll actually, believe it or not, we'll be there Tuesday as well. Oh, really? Yeah, so I've got Monday and Tuesday this week. See, you should have told me because I would have rather have gone to the Tuesday game to watch Nola pitch. Well, I actually, like, got asked with someone had an extra ticket. It was like one oh, of those. Okay. Yeah, one of those deals. I want to go out of my way and buy the tickets like I did Monday. Okay, gotcha. All right, I'm, hey, I'm amped up to see Vinny Velo in action. Um, all right, we get to see Vince. I'm excited. I, you know, I'm going to chirp him. I'm going to give him a hard time if he's struggling out there. I'm going to let him know. Um, I'm actually glad he's pitching. We talked about it last week. I would, I'd rather see him than than Matt Moore. I know that sounds crazy, but it's just the truth. 
yeah, we'll, we'll see how we feel, uh, you know, when he gets yanked in the third inning tomorrow night. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll have that discussion later. We'll definitely get our money's worth with that game because that yeah. is going to be awful. It'll be like a six-hour game. It'll be great. Um, all right, so looking ahead to the Brewers, Kevin, are there any other players, topics, anything else you want to talk about real quick before we sign off? Uh, a quicker episode tonight, but again, I just kind of feel like it's just kind of a, a frustrating loss. There's not a whole lot to talk about. But was there anything else you wanted to get to? I do have my Philly of the week. You still wanted to get into that? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, it's Mr. Chase Anderson for me. He pitched a damn good game on Friday. Uh, I was texting you while I was at the game. They better not take this guy out because the bullpen was up in the top of the fifth. He had not given up any runs yet. I would have been very upset if they didn't give him the chance to finish that inning and get the win. Not only did they do that, he finished the inning. He went up, failed the sacrifice bunt. It was ugly. Went back out, gave up a leadoff single to Alonzo and came out. But he ended up pitching a very good game in what ended up being their only win of the weekend. Five innings, one run, six strikeouts. He was pretty effective. Uh, you could tell as he went along, you do want to get him out of there the later you get into the game because Francisco Lindor ripped one that on any other night probably would have been out to tie the ball game in that uh, fifth inning. But – the wind killed it, uh, and Chase Anderson walked away with a really nice outing. So I, I was really happy with with what he brought to the table. They really needed that. I believe it was the first time this year they've had a guy outside of Wheeler, Nola, and Eflin throw a pitch in the sixth inning. So it was something they really did need. It, 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 was, it was very encouraging. Yeah, and, and we've been kind of banging the table yeah. all season long about Chase, that he's going to settle down. He's going to be a, a – fine number four number five so i was super encouraged to see that start and uh yeah I'm, I'm hopefully he keeps doing that because it'd be such a huge boost to get a consistent five plus out of him every single time he takes them out yeah uh and look like he has the track record so we were talking about it like we weren't overly concerned with him like we were matt moore because matt moore has been pretty much all or nothing in his career where chase anderson's just been a steady back of the rotation arm i, I don't expect him to get hit hit out of the rotation, like get hit so bad that he's going to get knocked out. I think he's just going to consistently, he'll probably end up with an ERA like 4-4-4-5, which is not great, but they just need him to eat innings and not get lit up every single time he goes out there. Definitely. Um, all right, my Philly of the week, I did have one. Um, and this was a player who was my non-Philly of the week like two weeks ago. And he's, he's finally starting to turn it around. It's Alec Bohm. Yep. Since he was kind of benched, I think it was on April 27th, he's raised his batting average 32 points since then. Yep. Look, he's still only hitting 230, which is well below what we expected. But his exit velocity is up. His barrel percentage is up. His hard hit percentage is up. He's starting to make really good contact with the baseball. Um, he had a hit tonight that actually was smoked. It was just a fantastic play by the second baseman. So I I'm very, very encouraged about that. Look, his defense is still going to be a huge problem moving forward. His strikeout rate is still probably higher than we would like, but him finally starting to heat up, man, that'd be him getting back up to that kind of 300 range by the end of the season. It makes his team so much better. Absolutely, man. And look, he's been hitting the ball hard. It's just been, even lately, like he's been, his outs have been right at someone. He's, he's rocking at the ball to play tonight. Um, man, in the first made a ridiculous play up the middle to, to double them up to end the first. It, if it would have got through, it was a run. Um, so even his outs have been loud, hard barrels, loud contact type of plays. 
certainly encouraging. And um, to see him go off this field to, to tie the game on that yesterday was very good to see. Yeah. Um, all right. Non-Philly of the week or most disappointing Philly of the week. Yeah. Kevin, do you have a name? Because I, I definitely do. I do as well. And I hope I'm not stealing your thunder because yeah, very well could be. It's how bad he's been. But it's Odubel yeah. Herrera. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, – we're talking baseball. You know, personal issues aside here, we're talking strictly baseball. It's been a guy that I was like, look, like he probably gives you the best chance to win. And he has just been awful. Absolutely awful. He's one for 19, negative um, 0.3 war. He's hitting 0.56. His only hit was a fun single. Um, he's had a couple times where he was up there and hit the ball hard right at somebody. But, man, it's been bad, David. It's been so bad. Uh, you could argue he's probably been the worst of the bunch so far. However, I still think he's going to continue to play, at least for the time being. And if it continues, I would expect the Phillies to outright release him because then they'll have their baseball reason. Yeah, and we've talked about it on this podcast before. Uh, that is kind of the best-case scenario, is if he continues to hit like this, they'll have a very explicit reason of why they release him. They can just him. cut him loose, yeah. yeah I want him, like, look, if he's going to play, though, I don't want him to stink. Like, I'm yeah, just talking I mean, specifically baseball here. Like, if he is in the lineup, like, I'm not going to root against him, you know, Philly. Because I want the Phillies to win. Yeah, and tr trust me, the Phillies could use some production yeah. from their center field spot. But, uh, yeah, he has not looked great. Kevin, for my most disappointing Philly of the week, I'm keeping it in the outfield. Um, obviously, it's not going to be Bryce Harper, but it's yeah. Andrew McCutcheon, and he has just been so bad this year. Obviously, he homered tonight, which was great. Um, the very next inning, he dropped the fly ball, which was less great. Uh, lucky a run didn't score that inning. But um, his defense has been amongst the worst in baseball. His offense has been amongst the worst in baseball out in left field. Um, I get that he's a super likable guy. I'm so on board with that. I, he's really charismatic. He's fun. But when I watch him play, I feel like he's almost overconfident with himself. He hit a home run tonight, and he was pointing at the dugout, and he was all smiles. And I'm like, hey, man, that's great. You're, you're hitting 170. You're getting yeah. paid $20 million to hit 170. And again, the next inning, he misplayed a fly ball that had an 85% catch uh, probability. And I just feel like he's too relaxed out there. He's overconfident. Um, I'd go as far as to say that sometimes he looks a little lazy at the plate. Like he's kind of just waving at pitches. He looks a little disinterested in the outfield. Like he doesn't want to kind of sprint the balls as hard as he could. I would never go as far as to say like he isn't trying, but I think the yeah. level of effort that he's giving right now is would be benchable if he wasn't being paid $20 million. Yeah, and like we said, uh, you're starting to see it a little bit to where they're starting to double switch him out late in games, and that's how bad he's been defensively. And his offense certainly isn't making it to where he's worthwhile to keep in the lineup. So, yeah, he's been a mess. It seems like every time he's up there, he grounds a new double play or something, you know. just feels mm -hmm. that way. And again, like, talked about this with Bowman a few weeks ago. I, I, want, I want nothing more for than to, for us to be back here next week and for McCutcheon to be hitting over 200 for the first time this season. Like, that's yeah. all I want. Like, again, love his energy as, as, as a human being, as, as a personality. But on, on the field, he's, he's killing him at the moment, and it really, really sucks. Yeah, no, he's, he's killing him. I mean, that's the best way to put it. He's, he's killing him. Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm very curious to see – at what point does Kingery get a shot in center? Because he's here. I was I figured he would start a game in center this weekend. I, I was pretty surprised that he did. 
Well, Roman hit a triple tonight, so now he's going to get yeah. another, another couple of games. He's I, think gonna be, I think they're going to stick it with Herrera. I mean, he's been awful. I just think that's who's going to be out there for now. Yeah, we'll see. I, I still think there's a chance Kingery gets sent down for the AAA season. Um, I know they kind of need him at the moment because their bench is so shallow, but the initial plan was always to kind of give him some actual reps to kind of yeah. refix his swing because his swing still looks broken. He had that bat the other night, and he's just waving at pitches. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, they've – Adam Hazley was plan A. Roman Quinn was plan B. Mickey Moniak was plan C. Odubel Herrera is plan D. Like, at that's what point? What, that's what I mean. Like, he's the, fourth, he's the fourth option. Like, that just tells you how bad it is. They got to do four guys, and it's May 2nd. And again, and that's not even mentioning left field. Like, they, they, they have a hole there that they would probably try to plug, but they can't figure out center field yet. So you can't even start to look at left field until you get center field figured out. Yeah, yeah. Um... The one bright spot, too, I wanted to get to again is just Nick Mayton. He continues to hit. He, yeah. should stay, he should stay with him. Don't care that he's 24 and they probably want him to get regular at-bats. He's one of their best 26 players. Absolutely. No, I he mean, should, he's super he fun. Stick with him without a doubt. And, again, you start looking at the window of this team. If it's not this season, Nick Mayton getting a full year in the majors and being ready to be a contributor for the entire 2022 season, like, at, at some point that becomes more valuable and sticking it with some of the older guys. Yeah, and even just, like, the role that they wanted Kingery to play. Like, I understand he can't really play the outfield, but, like, just he can play all three infield spots. You know, I, I, it's a valuable asset to have. I, I definitely think that he's played his way on the roster, and it's for the people who are like, why isn't Moniak here? Like, I know he just came back, and then he got sent back again. Nick Maton's a perfect example. He earned his spot on this roster. If Mickey Moniak would have came up and hit the baseball, he'd still be here. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that's all. That's all I want to get to. All right. Well, again, me and Kevin, we're gonna be in the ballpark tomorrow. With Joe Sigismondi, section two one five, writer. Sigismondi, am I saying that right? Joe Sigismondi. Yes. Beautiful last name. Um yeah, all three of us we're gonna be in the ballpark, uh yep. watching the field in person. Vince Velasquez on the mound. We're hoping, we're just praying for a couple good Phillies baseball games here against the Brewers moving forward. Um, if you're not already subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts. Google, Spotify. Make sure to go check that out. We're on Twitter, Facebook. Both of those links are be found in the description below. We're also on YouTube where you can watch the podcast. We appreciate the support we've been getting over there. So make sure to subscribe to that as well. With that said, we are the Bullpen Blues Podcast, and we will be back in a couple of days. Go Phils.